your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. Happy Friday! A lot less snow falling than this time last week. We made it through the Arctic week together, and I am Sandy Max. Thanks for joining me on What's on Tap tonight. You'll learn all about Al Capone, the Chicago crime boss who capitalized on Prohibition nearly 100 years ago, and a new Milwaukee PBS documentary about his Wisconsin connections. And with the Packers in the playoffs to help build the excitement, uh, I created a playlist of love songs that you can crank up in honor to uh, cheer on Jordan Love and the rest of the Green Bay Packers. I'll play a song from that playlist to wrap up the show tonight. If you just can't wait to feel that love, I can get you the link to the music. Text LOVE, L-O-V-E, to the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Text LOVE to 1-855-616-1620, and that link will bounce right back. We will enjoy the music later. First, we continue to celebrate Milwaukee Museum Days. Now through January 28th, over 30 organizations are offering discounts, deals, and freebies from Kohler to River Hills to Racine, not just Milwaukee, but there is one of the most unique museums in the city. WTMJ's Debbie Lazaga takes us there. Sitting along Prospect Avenue, along what's known as Museum Mile, sits a cool space. It's the Jewish Museum, Milwaukee. They're taking part in this year's Museum Days put on by Visit Milwaukee. Curator Molly Dubin says it's all about telling a very special story. Some of the stories we tell are very much in connection to families that are here in Milwaukee. So much of what we have from our permanent exhibit actually comes from families, organizations, synagogues, um, cultural and, and religious that are here in Milwaukee and have been here. So it really is so rooted in our community. But some of the stories are also very universal. This area of Wisconsin does have a rich Jewish heritage, and this is a great place to learn all about the local culture. In our permanent exhibits, we explore and tell the story of the Jews of southeastern Wisconsin. And this year, they've brought in a special exhibit. This run of museum days is really great because it coincides with the opening of a brand new exhibit. And that exhibit is called The Book Smugglers. The longer title is Poets, Partisans, and the Race to Save Jewish Treasures from the Nazis. And it really looks at the true story of the paper brigade of Vilna, who worked clandestinely and often at the risk of their own lives to save Jewish treasures, manuscripts, writings, with the thought that if there needed to be a remembrance, if the plan that was afoot were to be carried out and the Jewish people weren't around to tell their own story, there would be treasures and manuscripts and writings to tell that story. And with everything going on in the Middle East and in an era where there's been an upswing in anti-Semitism, it's becoming even more important to provide education about the Jewish experience. You know, we are, like so many other organizations, really grappling with everything that's going on, all of the people that are being affected, and really just trying to provide a platform to share their experiences and, and to come. And if there is any question about what Judaism is all about, you know, what the values are, to come in and learn about it. You know, if there are things that you're hearing that you may not be certain of or you want to, you know, really get to the root of something, the heart of something, we're here to provide that educational opportunity and that material for you. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, there's never been a better time to visit. 
And in conjunction with museum days, they have a great deal going on. The community can come in at a reduced price and see this really extraordinary story. That reduced price is just $5. So head on over to the east side and become a tourist in your own hometown. Check out the Jewish Museum Milwaukee. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. And I'm excited that Debbie Lazaga is in the WTMJ studio to share more from that conversation with Jewish Museum Milwaukee curator Molly Dubin, who's just a ray of light and great Absolutely. energy. She's so fun. She's very interesting. <laughs> and I would love to just have dinner with her. <laughs> or just hang out more hang out, at yeah. Jewish Museum Milwaukee. Did you feel... Welcome. I absolutely did. They were having uh, heat issues at the moment when I went in there, but she took me around and I was able to take a look and see. They've got two separate setups, like the permanent and then they've got the the special exhibit area. And I was able to take a look at both of these areas. And now it's like, well, I need to be here a lot more now. I need to sit here and really read. Because I think sometimes when... There's a nationality associated with it. Jewish Museum Milwaukee. If you're not Jewish... Maybe it's not the place for me. And I just have found every time I've gone, I've found all sorts of interesting, stimulating, educational things. But I I always feel welcome. You learn stuff. It's it's more than just a religion. It's it's a whole community. It's a whole culture, a lifestyle even. So you get to learn all the nuts and bolts of everything through this. Anything uh, you can share with us? Um, Well, I mean, as far as the 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 special exhibit that they've got going on it kind of grabbed my heart a little bit oh, well, mainly okay. because of well, the whole situation with the with Vilna but we'll get into that okay well let's uh, stick around and uh, I want to hear more about their new special exhibition since you got the sneak peek you at it stay with us Debbie Lazaga shares more from her Jewish Museum Milwaukee experience during Milwaukee Museum Days that's next on What's on Tap This is a show about culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. I am Sandy Max, joined in the studio by WTMJ's Debbie Lazaga, who went out on a special Milwaukee Museum Days assignment. I was on a mission. To the east side (laughs) on Prospect Avenue. Yeah, part of Museum Mile. Yes, it is. And you got to visit Jewish Museum Milwaukee for the first time. And I'll tell you, I've been there a couple times to cover different exhibitions as part of the arts page on Milwaukee PBS. And the first exhibition I ever saw there, Jews Who Rock. Ooh. All musicians in all kinds of music. If that wasn't an exhibition specifically for Sandy It was made for me. That was so much fun. And then last year they had Jews in Space, members of the tribe in orbit, because you don't realize how many people of the Jewish faith have been part of science fiction like Star Trek and just the ripple. So they really know how to have fun with some exhibitions while also really having some profound, yes. serious exhibitions. Yeah, like- absolutely. I mean, like like I mentioned before, they have two main setups. They've got the permanent exhibition that, or exhibits that they have all the time, and then they have a special exhibit that's a little bit more on the short-term side. But I was talking with Molly Dubin. She's the curator for the museum, and she was telling me a little bit about their, their permanent um, the their permanent exhibit. Mm-hmm. The permanent exhibit really talks about some of the fundamentals of Judaism. It's a great draw for the broad community, but also for school groups to a great extent, who are often looking to come in for enrichment opportunities, um, whether they're studying immigration, whether they're studying World War II, studying the Holocaust. It gives them an opportunity to come in and learn more about some of the primary fundamentals and tenets of Judaism. Now, you'll notice what she said there a lot about studying. Mm-hmm. A lot of school groups come through here, and I think it's it's excellent just opening it up. Like It's such an amazing resource that we have right here, right on the lakefront. Yeah, Beautiful. and 
so important right now as, I mean, what's great about all the different cultures and heritages here in Milwaukee, you know, we celebrate Polish Fest and Irish Fest yeah. and German Fest all summer yep. long. Yeah, and to celebrate also the Jewish culture and it's so important to learn about it, especially the jarring statistics now of how much anti-Semitism crimes and threats are happening now. It doesn't have to be that way if you just just learn. Yeah. And and take a moment to get to know someone. And this is another one of those benefits of Milwaukee Museum Days. Someplace maybe you never really thought of with the thought of going. Yep. Pop in at a discount, spend an hour, and you might be surprised. You go back or take friends. Absolutely, absolutely. And they do bring in these special exhibits every once in a while, too. It just so happened that it coincided with the beginning of Museum Days, that it opened up like right at the beginning of Museum Days. So if you do want to check it out, um, she has a little bit more explanation about that. The special exhibits give us an opportunity to delve greater into some of those themes that are in the permanent exhibit, but also to go beyond that, to explore events, experiences, people. And fundamental to what we do, which has really shifted more in in the last recent years, is a focus on social justice. And so really all of our exhibits have some roots in social justice and looking for opportunities to give voice to underheard people and shine a light on unheard of or lesser known, but incredibly vital stories. Now, the interesting thing is this particular new exhibit is called The Book Smugglers, Poets, Partisans, and the Race to Save Jewish Treasures from the Nazis. Now, it's beyond just going and finding the, the, the paintings that the Nazis stole and hid away and stuff like that. It went on to cover, they're, they're looking at the story of the paper brigade of Vilna. Uh, these people worked to try and collect as much of Jewish treasures of literature, poetry, um, all sorts of different writings and stuff like that with the idea that the whole Nazi idea was that they were going to wipe out the Jewish population from the planet. And, and the if, culture and any, yeah. any remnants of what was left. And if that was the case, they wanted to have a repository of information manuscripts and writings with the thought that it would be a remembrance of the jewish people if they were never if they were not going to be around what a sobering exactly it just grabbed my heart and i'm like oh my gosh so if that was going to be the plan they had a solution to it and it was by doing this collection of all this information everything and that's why it's just so important for organizations like Jewish Museum Milwaukee. And uh, one of the most impressive and profound exhibitions that they had was called Stitching History from the Holocaust that uh, the Arts Page covered. And actually we won a regional Emmy for oh, wow. that special. But it was amazing because Jewish Museum Milwaukee collaborated with the Milwaukee Repertory Theater because there were clothing designs oh, yeah. that were found in an attic in Bayview. I mean, so, wow. so they just find these compelling stories and wonderful ways to tell them and humanize the story that to find those universal themes that no matter what race, color, uh, neighborhood you come from, we really have a lot of similarities. So Absolutely. I'm glad you had a great experience. I there. had a blast and it was it was great. And it is truly a gem Unknown gem. A lot of people don't know about it. They walk by it. They don't even think anything of it. It's time to be a tourist in your own hometown, people. Very good. And uh, museum Milwaukee Museum Days continues through the 28th. Visit Milwaukee. Dot com has a great interactive map. That's the best resource I can recommend, but you can look up any of the museums and see if they're participating. And Debbie, before you go, are you going to go to any other museums? As a matter of fact, oh. I am. Ooh. 
Um, I'm checking out the Groman Museum. That's the oh, one that's on the, uh, the MSOE campus. It's great. And then because also, all of their artwork is featuring yeah, workers. Work. Exactly, yeah. workers. So that's going to be really cool. And then also I'm going to check out, um, it's kind of in conjunction, the two together, Charles Alice and Villa Terrace, oh. that beautiful Italian Renaissance building. We'll be back on the east side for that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Let's that check is it out. lovely. Well, thank you. Thanks a bunch, Debbie Lazica. Thank you. And, uh, have a wonderful Milwaukee Museum days. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> have a good weekend. And uh, next, we are going to take you to an interesting world. Al Capone's Wisconsin Connections. The producers of a new Milwaukee PBS documentary join me in the WTMJ studio next on What's on Tap. And true crime has captured the attention and curiosity of people for ages. And a hundred years ago, prohibition was happening. Organized crime boomed. And Al Capone from the Chicago outfit was a true boss. And to share more, a lot more about Capone's story and his connection to Wisconsin are the duo who created a new documentary. It is my pleasure to welcome to the WTMJ studio my Milwaukee PBS teammates, Producer Brian Ewig and producer Tracy Newman. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us, Sandy. I am thrilled that you could join me on a Friday night. Well, you couldn't have gotten here last Friday, walking yeah. through the snowstorm. <laughs> That's <We'd>, right, yeah. <laughs> we would have had to have snowshoes to get here. <laughs> Truly. What is the name of your new documentary that will be world premiering on Milwaukee PBS this month? El Capone, Prohibition in Wisconsin. Prohibition? Dry January. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of goes with that. But it's fascinating if you think it was 100 years ago that prohibition was happening and it has left such an impact. What is it that inspired the two of you to create this documentary? Well, I think the documentary comes from um, two things. It comes from my love of history. And um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with film noir, old, old movies and uh that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And then, you know, with all that history here that we have with the breweries in Milwaukee and this in the city, it just seemed like a slam dunk. And then the more and more we dug into it, you know, we got these Al Capone. Everyone's got an Al Capone story once you start talking about prohibition. So really? Everyone everyone drove cars for Al Capone. Everyone, you know, had a had a place for Al Capone. Everyone Al Capone was at this bar one time. So, you know, it was a lot of weeding out, that kind of stuff. But once we found that Al Capone angle, um, we really started honing in on that, and um, it wasn't until we found up in Manitowish Waters, the Manitowish Waters Historical Society, um, Babe Hawkinson had just um, handed them 20, 30 years of correspondence between her grandfather and Al Capone. She was going through letters um, for when her mother died, found all these letters, hey friend, it's me, Al Capone. Oh my you? gosh! Do you have any of that moonshine I was looking for? Can you send it down to Milwaukee? That's crazy because you would think, you know, I mean, he was so successful. You do that, be- you're so successful because you cover your tracks. Absolutely. And, you know, and they said if that letter, had that letter not been sitting in this woman's, in Babe's house for, for 70, 80 years, this letter could have impl- implemented him for moonshine, you know, for, for all those Crimes that they never were able to get him for, this would have been that evidence. Uh, yeah, because they were only able to get him on, it was a tax evasion? Tax evasion, yeah. My gosh. Uh, I have a clip from Babe. Would you like me to, to, like to hear a little bit of Babe? Absolutely, yeah. Al Capone was coming up for a particular reason, to look for property. So my grandfather overlooked, to an extent, overlooked his business end. 
and looked at this as a opportunity, one, to sell property, but also looked at it as a friendship. That was a secret that was kept, and it was kept because of my grandparents. I think that shows to who they were and why he felt as he did to come up north with his friends and felt safety. He must have felt trusting and safe, like I said, to, to write those, those letters. That is still, that just is fascinating to me. And to hear the language that he used, dear my friend Bill. Dear my friend Bill, thank you. You know, it was always, there were letters where he was, he was buying rocking horses for their children. And he was saying, how is your son? How is that little slugger doing? I would like to be a manager for his baseball team. These are the kind of letters that Al Capone is writing. It was an incredible find to find these letters after all these years. And this is a way to keep history alive when you really are telling stories instead of just memorizing dates and locations and facts. Like this really humanizes somebody who, you know, just became this almost just a character, a cartoon type character who, and I don't mean cartoon, but, you know, just this larger than life figure, I guess, instead of a person who, you know, just became this mafioso character yeah that was what was really interesting to find these things that people really didn't know about and then to bring them out so the public now knows you know firsthand what kind of a a person he was well do you have any capone questions for our two producers from milwaukee pbs brian ewig and tracy newman in this wtmj studio with me you're welcome to join this conversation on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, that number 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Digging in deeper to the new documentary on Milwaukee PBS, Al Capone, Prohibition and Wisconsin. And so the whole uh, prohibition thing, once again, drives it underground, but it becomes profitable for men like Al Capone. Why? Because they control that. And they control the distribution, the shipping, and the movement. That is a quote from the new Milwaukee PBS documentary called Al Capone, Prohibition, and Wisconsin. And the duo who created this documentary are in the WTMJ studio with me. Milwaukee PBS producers Brian Ewig and Tracy Newman. And who did we just hear from in that clip explaining really the power shift that Prohibition created in the 1920s? Yeah, that's Milton Dockery. He is a history professor at Milwaukee Area Technical College. Uh, so we spoke with him and a number of other historians. And what were some of his insights in the documentary that is airing in January on Milwaukee PBS? Milton spoke a lot about um, the immigrants uh, that were here and how that you know led to prohibition um, because that's his specialty. Yeah, I think it's important when you talk about prohibition, you can't simply start with uh, prohibition happened. I mean, there, there's an explanation why why this happened. And, you know, a lot of times in the United States, when laws are passed, they're reactionary. I mean, they're they're in reaction to things that are happening. So you have to you have to, everything is in context, especially with history. So you have to look at everything in context. What was going on in the world at the time? You had World War One going on. You had a lot of immigrants coming over from Europe, from those parts because of the, you know, the persecution, the famine, the, the wars going on. So you had a lot of those Eastern Europeans coming over to the country. And then why did they immigrate to Milwaukee? And then why were these prohibitionary laws ultimately enforced? And um, we ended up doing, there's a, in relation to this documentary, there's a seven-part web series on prohibition in the city of Milwaukee. And that really gets into the history specifically of the city and how the breweries really reacted to prohibition and 
a, lo- a lot more of that history. I say some brewers made ice cream. I knew that part. Yep, Pap, Paps <laughs> also made some cheese. So there's quite a bit of great stories there, and there's a lot of that history that still remains. So that was a really fun part to tell as well, because like I said, you can't just start with Al Capone and Prohibition. You really need a little more context to that. I love that you also have the digital aspect that you know because you've got a half hour documentary. I mean, that blows my mind that there's. It has to be meaty and filled with information. So I love that you can also create shorter videos and still tell different angles of the story, especially how it relates to right here in Wisconsin. I mean, what are the, what's one of the biggest revelations that each of you individually had as you were creating this documentary about Al Capone? Um, for me, making the cold call to Diane Capone, it was uh, Al Capone's granddaughter. Um, talking to her, she was really nice. She was very candid about her grandfather. She didn't make him out to be a hero. Um, she was very honest. So I liked her right away, and that that was pretty neat. Just just to know that you know she that's her grandfather, and that's got to be an interesting truth to accept. You know, a lot of us talk about, oh, okay, we've got skeletons in the closet. Well, this skeleton's out dancing around and everybody knows (laughs) your connection to it. And you you can't hold her accountable for things her grandfather did. And and you can't expect her to answer to those things. That's not fair. You know, and so... And she would have had a very different relationship with him as a granddaughter. Yes. So her relationship with with her grandfather is he passed away when she was four years old. So she has those memories of him as as a grandfather. A lot of people have very fond memories of their grandparents at that age. Um, a lot of these stories she ends up telling are Al Capone's wife, May, ended up living well into her 70s. So um, Diane and May ended up conversing quite a bit over those 30 years, and that's how she compiled all of these family stories that she shared with us. <laughs> I wonder if she had letters like uh, like Babe's grandfather did. <laughs> <laughs> no, although it was interesting. We, we had the screening the other night, and Babe said, I really need to talk to Diane. I need to hook up, and we need to, to form that bond again from multiple generations back. So I think that'd be great for them to hook up and talk about and... Because they have an understanding that really no one else has. Exactly. And most of the people that knew him are no longer around. That would be fascinating. Can you make that happen? Yeah. That, you can also film that. That would make yeah, a great... Yeah, cameras will be there. We'll yeah, be there. that's a great documentary, a great podcast to have Babe, the granddaughter of the old realtor, and and, and to have the, the, the granddaughter of Al Capone. That would be fascinating. How I, I want to talk more... Right about your revelation, but tell me how last night was the big premiere, a big preview event. How did that go? Where was it and how did it go? Yeah, that was um, actually at the best place. Uh, ironically, we had the showing at, you know, former brewery. So that was pretty cool. Um, we had a, a full house and really appreciated everybody coming out. Everybody um, seemed to be very excited about it. So, yeah. Well, best place at Paps Brewery is such a unique space. And you talk about loving history, Brian and Tracy, like yet again, another great way to bring history to life. Yeah. In all the renovation space. they've done in that building is amazing. That rich woodwork you see all over that building is fantastic. And the paintings. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's truly historic. I love that the two of you are using the art and the magic of video to keep this history alive and draw people in. So want to know more about the Al Capone, Prohibition and Wisconsin Documentary on Milwaukee PBS. Again, if you have questions or comments, you're welcome to join us on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. More with Milwaukee PBS's Brian Ewig and Tracy Newman next on What's on Tap. You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. 
I am Sandy Max, and I am thrilled that you are joining me on a Friday night. And this is a show about culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. And we're learning about Wisconsin's significance to a world-renowned <laughs> member of organized crime, gangster Al Capone, very famous. And Milwaukee PBS is going to premiere a brand new documentary called Al Capone, Prohibition in Wisconsin on January 29th, and joining me in the studio are the duo who created this and friends of mine, Tracy Newman and Brian Ewig. And I'm so glad that you're both here. Now, Tracy, I asked you about your biggest revelation in producing this documentary. And for you, it was actually just picking up the phone and calling Al Capone's granddaughter. Absolutely. Yeah. And how she was nice. She was I, right away. I said, Brian, we've got to go interview her. I like her. <laughs> she reminded me of my grandma. Absolutely. 100 percent. Which is yeah. a very wonderful way to work, but just very warming, quite yeah. unexpected. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of have an image in your head, I suppose, when you pick up the phone about who's going to answer. So I'm delighted that she was open and welcoming and helped you create this documentary by providing such great content and true history of her experience. Brian, what was the biggest revelation for you? Well, I think right off the bat, like I said, they had that correspondence between Al Capone and Bill Sell. But along with that, from the um, Manitowish Waters Historical Society, there's about seven images of Al Capone up in this cabin in Manitowish Waters, hanging out with his buddies, shooting guns, pointing guns, and just goofing around. And it's incredible. Casual owl. Absolutely. And that is the definitive proof that he was up there. He was here. He was at this cabin. It, so that was really cool to see. What are some of the other connections to Prohibition Wisconsin that you think are really important to tell? As far as the economy or the culture or how it affected, like you said, immigrants coming the, yeah, I mean, there's so I, many layers. I think there's still quite a bit of lessons that can be learned um, from Prohibition. Um, one of the interesting things is that in 1927, actually, a number of years before Prohibition was repealed nationally, we actually, through a referendum, pulled our um, the Severson Act, which was the act enforcing Prohibition statewide. So by 1928, we were producing beer again, while the rest of the nation was still... And, you know, uh, states' rights. So we were, people from Illinois were coming up here to get their booze, just like now people are going down to Illinois to get up, you know, to get other to get things. Marijuana, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So there's quite a bit of lessons still. It is fascinating what happens 100 years ago that's still okay, pretty much the same. Or, you know, different, different substances, but yep. you're right, you can see that. And I love that... Again, half-hour documentary, so much in it that there's still more more stories to tell. If you go to MilwaukeePBS.org, there are extras from this, including the 18th Amendment that you're talking about, the survival of the breweries that you're talking about, uh, the Lake Geneva region. How is that different than the Manitowish Waters region yeah. for Al Capone? So if you go to Lake Geneva, um, we're told that, you know, the, the talk of the town is that um, allegedly the feds raided the Como Hotel, uh, Lake Como Hotel, and they um, threw the slot machines into Lake Como. So we actually went out on a boat <gasps> with a 
couple of divers and a maritime historian um, who has sonar, right? And so we went looking for those slot machines and um, haven't told anyone. We won't even tell our managers what we what was found or not found. So when that one drops, you'll find out if if they found if we found the slot machines or not. That is a great tease. <laughs> that is on MilwaukeePBS.org. It will premiere. January 30th, that digital extra called Lake Geneva Region. Uh, But we want to make sure everyone can enjoy this brand new documentary, Al Capone and Prohibition in Wisconsin. It will premiere Monday, January 29th on Channel 10 at 8 o'clock and again at 930. Are you going to have a viewing party at your place? I... I've heard other people are. So maybe, you know what, maybe we'll tend somebody else's. (laughs) But what does it feel like? You know, it must have been great to watch it and with a group last night at the premiere event at Best Place, especially at Paps Brewery. What is it like for you as creators and filmmakers to feel that communal experience as people watch it? Yeah, just to, you know, see the joy and um, the interest in other people that that that's, you know, why we love doing this is is, um, you know, we have a way of impacting the community and. Um, that's so satisfying. Yeah, and you know, art is such a subjective thing, and you just hope along the whole process, you, you hope you're doing the right thing. You you think you're doing the work that people are going to really enjoy. You don't really know until you get to that screening. So it's really satisfying to hear that people enjoyed it. People learned from it. I mean, my favorite thing is when someone says, "I learned something from it." And, you know, as being a history person, I love I love it when someone could say, "I learned something from that." And enjoyed learning it yep. because you're creating this documentary in an engaging, entertaining way. And how long have you been working on this project? Oh, my goodness. Well, we started this. We finished a shipwrecks documentary and said we were going to take some time off. Well, we, we took about two days off and decided, well, we have to do something else. So that was right before COVID because that aired at the end of February. And that was right before COVID. So we've actually started um, working on this uh, February of 2020 and never would have taken that long. But there was just so many travel restrictions and, as you know, everything else. So um, it's it's been about four years in the making. Well, excited to have it premiere on January 29th on Milwaukee PBS. You can find out all the details and catch up on those digital extras at MilwaukeePBS.org. Brian Ewig, Tracy Newman, thank you so much for being here and uh, keep up the great work at Milwaukee PBS. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Sandy. We really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Plus, it's just good to visit. Haven't seen you guys in (laughs) 2024 yet. (laughs) All right, Packers of the Playoffs inspired the song you need to hear tonight, dedicated to Jordan Love and a playlist to get you psyched for the game. That's next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. And now... Feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blogs are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. I'm Sandy Max, and this is one of my favorite times of the day. The song you need to hear, usually inspired by something topical, and it's Packers in the playoffs. That is all the talk of the town, the buzz. Tomorrow night, Packers, 49ers, and... Sending all of our love to Jordan Love. We even have a playlist of love songs. If you text the word love, L-O-V-E, to the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Text love to 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link to the entire playlist of love songs. And this song makes it on the list. It's the song you need to hear. The power of love. Huey Lewis on the news on WTMJ.
Just one of the songs you can hear on our WTMJ Jordan Love playlist. If you go to WTMJ.com, you can find it. The easiest way to, to get it is text the word love to the WTMJ talk and text line 855-616-1620. Text the word love and get psyched up for the Packers playoff game tomorrow. It's a WTMJ talk and text line. Text love to 855-616-1620. I'm Sandy Max. Thanks for hanging out with us. On What's on Tap, the news is next on WTMJ. It's power of-